should be so bold and arrogant as to think that we're the man with the power that's that's for the hour. That's good. That's All of us should, in fear and trembling, Amen. pray that God would help us as we preach the Word of God. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12 again. We'll pick up where we left off last time. God's three mountains, Mount Sinai, that says you are condemned. Mount Calvary that says that you are cleansed. And in Mount Zion, it says you're welcome. We're going home. Amen. And we started out with Mount Sinai that God was speaking. Oh, yeah. And they hated it. They despised it and they said, please stop. That's right. But now, as we climb Mount Zion, God's speaking takes on a whole new aspect. All right than that of Mount Sinai. Yeah. In verse 25. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Yeah, whose on. voice then shook the earth but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Amen. That's the entire global world. Right. Heaven and earth. Yes. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, as of the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you 
First of all, I want to thank you that you are the God who speaks. You're not some dumb idol that cannot hear and cannot speak. You're the true and living God. And if we would quieten our souls, surely we could hear you speak. Speak to us now, not through feeble attempts that we make, but by the Holy Ghost. May you convict, empower, anoint, teach, bring what we give to heaven in a better form, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a man who had every aspiration of being a preacher. And he was one of those blessed preachers that could also sing. I mean, you know, that's one of the things I get tired of hearing is I hate you from other preachers. Why? Because you play the piano and you sing and you preach mediocrely, you know. But uh, this young man wanted to be a preacher. He was on his way. And he was a great pianist. And uh, he wanted to do something for God. But he made the mistake of taking a little side journey in 1961 and wrote the words and the music to a song that changed the course of his life forever. Yeah. And it's come on, baby, and there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. That's right. He never served God after that little exactly side right. trip. Yeah. And uh, I wanted Brother Hunt to sing that as a special. <laughs> he refused to do it. Come on. Baby. You can't do that for him. I'm sure you could. I asked him at the house when he got through that he just sounded like another hymn. <laughs> the first thing our text tells us that God is a speaker. Right. He is the God who speaks. Mm-hmm. No other God talks to His children That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. and leads them. Now the God of this world speaks to people. Uh-huh. But speaking here is not in a negative sense. It is in a sense of guidance and warning and exhortations that God speaks to His children. Sometimes pretty firmly because He loves us and we're going the wrong way. Sometimes in a voice of comfort when we're hurting and He wants to bring us to His bosom. But I thank God He's still speaking. He said there in verse 25, See that you refuse not Him that speaketh. Today, that's what it means. He speaks today. For if they escape not which refused him that spake, that's yesterday on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. And that's forever the Lord Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, All right. and forever. When Christ, the express image of God, spoke to this earth in the days of the Son of Man, we have no need of any other revelation. We don't need another Bible. We don't need a false God to rise up as another Messiah. For He spoke in the past. He's speaking today. But what He has spoke from heaven 
will last throughout eternity while the ages roll on. I don't have to worry about everything that comes down the pike because I have the word that was spoken from heaven. Not only does our text say that he is a speaker, our text says that he's a shaker. In verse 26, whose voice then shook the earth. I want you to know, he said, I done shook this world one time. Yeah, come on. And I'm going to do it again. Yeah, you're right. God shook this world in the past in Genesis 7-11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the foundations of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth, that's coming up from below, forty days and forty nights. And all the fountains of the deep were broken up, and water began to come from under the earth, and the feet for the first time was getting wet. Everywhere they went. Everybody was walking in the cavern. But he wasn't finished. He opened up the windows of heaven, and that windows up above, and a huge bolus of water was let out, and now it's falling on the heads. Yeah. God just has a way of covering things from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And I want it to be with blessings, not with curses. Right. All the fountains of the deep were broken up. The Bible says that there was no one left except Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Honey, the flood literally shook this planet. Can you imagine the inner cores of this world shaking and breaking and the fountains that run throughout the uh, depth of the earth begin to come up through that breaking and shaking? But the Bible says, not only have I shook the world in the past, I'm going to shake it in the future. All right. Nahum says in chapter 2 verse 3, the shield of his mighty men is made red. The valiant men are in scarlet. The chariot shall be flaming torches in the day of his preparation. And the fir tree shall be terribly shaken. All thy strife and strongholds shall be like fig trees with first ripe figs. If they be shaken, they shall even fall into the mouth of the eater. Matthew 24, 29. And immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Mark 13, 25. And the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. Luke 21, 26. Men's hearts will fail them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Revelation 6, 13. And the stars of heaven fell, that's futuristic, see, unto the earth, even as fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven parted as a scroll when it's rolled together. And every mountain and every island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, 
fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand. God shook this world with a flood. But honey, you haven't seen nothing yet. He is going to shake this world someday. But not only does God shake the world in the past, and not only does He shake the heavens and the earth in the future, just as God is a God who still speaks today, God is still shaking things up. Yeah. Right. Right. That's one of the things that He does. Mm-hmm. Why would God shake us? All right. He says in verse 27 of our text, And this word yet once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. God shakes us up to let us know that a whole lot of things that we put our trust and faith in and build our lives upon are not what sustains us and there are no guarantees. Some trust in horses and some in chariots. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. There are some folks that are trusting on their retirement. There are some that are trusting in their medical insurance. There are some that are so foolish to trust in the strength of their fleshly bodies. But I'm telling you, be careful, child of God. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. You better glorify God in this body because there's a whole lot of shaking going on. That's right. Amen. God is shaking people to let us know what's real and what shall stand. But another reason that He shakes us is not only to show us what we really don't need to depend on, but He shakes us to show us what's going to stand. Brings us back to the basics of Christianity that you can stand on the solid rock. The question is not if a storm is going to come, is it? It's when it's going to end. And you say, well, I just don't like praying anymore. I'm too tired. The Bible did not say if you pray. Jesus said when you pray. If you're a child of God, you're going to pray. You might get by with it for weeks. Maybe even months. And some folks may be longer than a year. But God, when He gets through shaking you, you'll be found praying. I can promise you that. If you're a child of God. Well, the Word of God tells us there are at least seven things that are unshakable. We're living in a shaky world. If you're not nervous or shaky, just watch the news a while. You'll be trembling for long. And unless... The spirit of Antichrist has burned us out so that we don't even care anymore. That wore out the saints. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. We're living in a shaky time. That's right. Not only are many leaders a little shady, our leaders are shaky. They'll say one thing one day and turn around and say the opposite the next day and do it with such sincerity that it deceives many. Our nation is being shaken down to foundational dangers. 
For the Bible says if the foundations are broken up, can a nation stand? Sometimes this may not have happened to you, and if it hadn't, I'm thankful for you. But if you have not been through this experience, you're blessed. But sometimes you get your check and there's a pink slip in that thing. Uh-oh. And it ain't Valentine's Day. <laughs> and it tells you you're done here. So there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Sometimes you're walking on top of the world. You got everything, everything you can imagine lined up. You're so blessed and you take that doctor trip. Mm -hmm. And with a solemn face, he says, we need to talk. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. Some days you go out and everything's fine. Late that night you get the call that nobody wants. Come on. It'll shake you mm -hmm. Man. from the inside out. That's right. That's yes, sir. There's a lot of stuff that can be shaken. Don't you think for a minute that you're going to tell God what He can shake and not shake? Mm, He's going to yeah. shake it. Yeah. And when He gets through shaking, what's going to fall off is what you need <coughs> in the first place. Good. I want us to look very quickly the seven things that are unshakable that I have as a child of God. No matter what may befall you, no matter what calamities may come, no matter what deep valleys you may have to pass through. No matter what great losses that you will have to grieve through. No matter what financial storms may ruin you. You as a child of God have seven things that cannot be shaken. Would you like to hear about it? Yes. Alright, let's do it. Number one, he said in verse 28, God's kingdom is unshakable. Amen. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Right. Now kingdoms have a way of coming and going. Right. Governments right. have a way of coming and yep. going. And if you have a globe in your house, most of us at our age, if you have a globe that you had from the fourth grade, it's irrelevant today. For all the boundaries on a lot of places have been changed. Uh, yes, sir. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about the name of this kingdom that we have. It is unshakable. Why is this kingdom of God unshakable? Well, the government shall be upon His shoulders and His kingdom. There shall be no in. Why do the heathen rage and imagine a vain thing? The one who sits in heaven laughs at the derision of men. Boy, I'm in part of a kingdom that's unshakable. But not only am I part of the kingdom of God which is unshakable, God's Word is unshakable. All right. Amen. Jesus said, Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word will never pass away. That's good. That's right. Whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, it's kept in heaven. I don't care what these religions say. Yes. Not one jot of tittle going to pass away from us all. It's not going to pass away from warm up in glory. 
and we shall experience the word of God and the essence of Jehovah, which is beyond our comprehension. Yes, that's right. God's word is unshakable. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God abideth forever. The psalmist said, Thy word, O Lord, is settled in heaven forever. Now, we have all these folks, they'll take the Bible, they'll take out what they want, and put in what they want, and it shall be added to them the plagues that are written in the book for having done that. That's what the book says. Come on. It doesn't matter what the atheist says. Right. It doesn't matter what ungodly people say. Amen. You're right. The Word of God abides forever. Then we have fools who say there is no God. And it's been prophesied for 2,000 years. Oh, the Bible is soon to be gone. There's nobody going to read that thing. You know how many atheists have said that? Yeah. The, the Bible will be gone in 60 years. Well, Brother Moss has a sermon that says, we still here. Amen. We got help. My help cometh from the Lord. Amen. By the word of God that is unshakable. That's good, brother. Jude says these folks are wandering stars. Wandering stars. Hollywood stars. Strut out on the stage. Put on a production. For the hour of time. Then they are heard no more. But we still preach it. Still yeah. preaching. Still Amen. Amen. Not only is God's kingdom unshakable and God's word unshakable. I thank God for this. God's love is unshakable. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Paul wrote to the church at Rome. He said, Who or what? Is going to separate us Amen. from the love of God. Amen. I'm persuaded that nothing in life, nothing in death, nothing in time, nothing in space, nothing. nor any other creature can separate us from the love of God. Not only is the love of God unshakable. Oh, I tell you, I'm going to have to be careful. Go ahead, I'll go ahead. Oh, I didn't have to cost on you. <laughs> God's Son oh, is unshakable. Yeah. Come on, bro. From the before the foundation of the world, in millennia past and eternity, He knew that He would have to be crucified. Yes, He did. On a cross to redeem us. Yeah. It didn't shake Him. No. He left the glory of heaven where he was adored by the most beautiful of his creation. Yes. Came down among us. Yeah. Cast off. My, my. Sinners in the flesh. Damned and doomed and dead. Was born the one who had all the freedoms of the universe and time and eternity. Bound up. That's right. In swaddling clothes and yes. laid in a dark manger. Yes. Oh, the bread of heaven was born in Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. Yeah. And they put him in a feeding trough. Yeah. Oh, it didn't shake him any. Amen. He walked through the streets of his hometown. Now, I'm speaking biblically here. Don't put your nose up in there, but let me interpret you in English what they said about our Lord as he walked down the street. 
There goes that little bastard from across the track. That's what, That's they, what they said. That's what That's right. they said. Yeah. I believe That's, right. That's what they said. Yeah. Joseph married her. Yep. He's a good man. They called Precious Mary mm. an impure woman. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. I'm so glad I know the truth. She conceived by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. God came yeah. to be with us, for us, and in us. Amen. Amen. The womb of a virgin. Born without sin, because sin's passed on from the Father. Right. You ladies. Come on. Anytime one of your kids or nephews is cutting up, just punch them and say, That's you, you did that. <laughs> that sin nature is passed on from the man. <laughs> Why did Jesus have no sin in his birth? He was not born in sin because his father was not Joseph. Somebody say amen. Amen. His father was holy God. Amen. The Son of God was unshakable even though they derided him. And listen, he showed up at the temple and all the elders were amazed at his wisdom, but it didn't take long for them to begin to try to entrap him and question him and plot against him. And it did not shake him. And one time they got so mad they were gnashing their teeth and ready to stone him. You don't, you don't read this. They said, y'all come on now. The Bible says you turn around. Because he couldn't be shaken. They brought him to a kangaroo court and made all sorts of accusations against him that were untrue. It didn't shake him any. And when they put him in with those soldiers, and they beat that crown of thorns into his head. And the blood completely hid his image. And then they lined up and circled him with that blood flowing down. Yeah. They spit on him. And I ain't talking about tobacco. They harkened it up and they spit in the face of the precious Son of God where there was Sonoma fluids and blood mingled going down his body. It did not shake him. Yeah. Amen. And when they took that cat of nine tails and the floor of that place was filled with blood and little chunks of flesh, he opened not his mouth. It did not shake him. And when they put that cross on his back, Jesus. See, the Bible never contradicts itself. Right. One place it's a red robe, the other place scarlet purple. No doctor smell fungus says, see that? Now you see they put that bright robe on him full of blood, still wet. Yeah. The crevices in his back and the torn flesh. And by the time he got to Calvary, it done dried and was scarlet purple. You know my what the my first my thing they did Jesus. with that big scab on his back? My, my. Open it up. It did not shake it. And I want to tell you, this is a Roman legend. He fell beneath the load. You will not find that in the Word of God. That's right. He did not fall beneath the load of the cross. They compelled somebody else to take it. They didn't want him to die on the way. They went a little bit too far with the torture. Got up on the cross and they laid him down on the beams. And they began to drive Cruel spikes. Thank you, Jesus. His hands and feet. Yeah. But it didn't shake him. Amen. The Bible says that the dogs of hell compassed him. 
and the bull of Bashan himself confronted him in the darkness of that time. Amen. But it did not shake him. They laid him in a tomb. He was dead. That's you hear right. me? Yeah. Clinically, physically dead. Right. But it did not shake him. Jesus. Yes. I'm telling you, he went down <laughs> like a lamb. Like a lamb. Yeah. But bless God, he came up like a lion. Hey! And the Bible said when he was on the cross, <coughs> he was nearing the last. The devil was over in the corner snickering. We got him. Yeah, he's fixing to die. I've seen a lot of people die. I've caused a lot of death in people. <laughs> and he's watching and he's waiting for him to hang his head. Oh, he can't wait. But you know, Jesus didn't die that way. That's right. He went out with a shout because mm -hmm. death didn't shake him. Somebody say amen. 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 <laughs> grave didn't shake him. Up from the grave. Amen. Amen. I'm spending a little bit too much on time on that, but I want you to know I have a Savior that's unshakable. Yeah, amen. Yes. Man, when I get in trouble and my guts is eating one another with ulcers, <coughs> He's not up in heaven having a nervous breakdown no, over no, me. That's right. He's got everything under control. Jesus. Yeah. He, there's not anything going to come into your life that Jesus can't handle. Right? Amen. amen. The fifth amen. one. <coughs> Boy, this is good for the days we're in. Come on with it. His church is unshakable. Amen. Matthew 16, 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now we often have the wrong picture of this text. We see a big old devil with a you know horns on his head and a fortune, you know, and all that. And here he comes with the two big old gates. Coming against him. No, sir. Now, a lot of people misunderstand this. God commands His church. And even the local assembly, He said, you see that point right over there, that goal that's impossible? We don't have the people for it. Well, we don't have the money for it. If God told you to go there, you go there. Amen. All right. And He said, you get your eye on that goal. And I don't care... <coughs> How many gates Satan throws up in front of you, you will blow the hinges every time. Amen. Go on to the coveted goal. Because the church of God on her march is unshakable. Thank you, Lord. That's good. That's good. All right. Amen. When Jesus comes, He's coming for the church unshakable. Amen. He's not coming for some pagan religion. He's not looking for those pagans. He's not coming for atheists. He's not coming for any special group. That's right. The unshakable Christ is coming for His unshakable church. Amen. We're almost done now. Hold on. The sixth one. Boy, I thank God for this. If I didn't have this unshakable peace, I'd just be worried all the time. Because yeah. I know me a little bit better than I know you. God's salvation Amen. is Thank unshakable. You, Lord. 
Yeah, you know that churches all over your town don't believe that. Oh yeah, right. Huh. They believe their salvation is very shakable. Yeah, right. It won't take much to get them off of their salvation that oh, they built. Wow. Yeah. But Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. Thank you, Lord. They know me. Yeah. They're in me, and I'm in them. They're in my hands, and they're in my father's hands. No man, no including man. himself, yeah. right. can pluck him out. He never said, if you would believe on me, I will give you temporary life. Yeah. He mind. never said, if you would confess me, repenting from your sin, I will give you conditional mm -hmm. life. That's right. What does that lasting mean? Mm -hmm. what, what does it mean? What does eternal mean? He gives eternal life. Thank you, Lord. I have it. I'm not waiting to get to heaven to get Amen. eternal life. It's already in me. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm going home to live eternally because I have eternal life in me. Yes. And my salvation, thank God, is unshakable. I've been told. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I've been told to go to hell. And I've been told I'm going to go to hell. And I just have to say, nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because my salvation is unshakable. Amen. Lastly, I'll tell you when a preacher says lastly, it just makes you want to shout. Well, you said we could walk out any time we wanted to. And what is that about the noon service? You can get up and leave whenever you need to. He just didn't think I would, did he? <laughs> well, lastly, we've talked about all these unshakable things. This one says, all of these promises are unshakable. Oh, yeah. Second Corinthians 1.20 yes. For all the promises of God in Him are yea. And in Him, amen. Yes. Unto the glory of God by us. And then wow. closing in that last verse. Our God is a consuming fire. Now our God in the past was consuming waters. Our God today is shaking what is not needed out of your life that you may find out what is precious. At our church, we sing a song, and uh, it's our God home in that rock. Don't you see? I got a home in that rock. Don't you see? I got a home in that rock. Just be on the mountain. All right. I got a home in that rock. Don't you see? The whole church sings that. And then, of course, I come over the top with like a, a grand soul that I am. Sing the discount over the top of that chant. And one of the verses to that song goes, God gave Noah the rainbow sign. Don't you see? God gave Noah the rainbow sign. Don't you see? 
My God gave Noah the rainbow sign. Yep. It won't be water but the fire next time. Yep. You better find a home in yep. that rock. Don't you see? Come on with it. Amen. It will not be water yeah. the yeah. next time. It'll be fire. fire. Yeah. If you're here without Christ, you immediately need to go to Brother Hunter, one of these pastors, in a moment. And you need to understand that without Christ, you are totally shakable. That's right. There's nothing in you that will stand. Who shall ascend to his holy hill?